This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Now we turn to the carnage on our roads and pedestrian deaths. We touched on that earlier. And despite the increased focus and money for the Vision Zero plan, we have yet to move the needle on those numbers. 48 people have died so far this year. 35 were pedestrians or cyclists, and most of them were older. And this week, Police Chief Mark Saunders will be asking the Police Services Board for a unit an enforcement unit to crack down on dangerous and aggressive drivers. And this involves a change of heart or a change of direction. We had a unit called the Strategic Targeted Enforcement Measures Team between 2003 and 2012, and it was disbanded in the so-called modernization of the force. And this new one, would cost taxpayers an extra million bucks a year. Joining me to talk about it is Superintendent Scott Baptist of Toronto Police Traffic Services. Welcome and thanks for joining us. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, so how would this unit work? How many officers? How long would they be there? We've uh, well, we've asked for uh, we've asked for a million dollars in funding that is going to put, give us the opportunity to put about eight police officers a day, Monday to Friday, through the course of 2020, throughout the year, and we're going to be putting these officers at at very specific locations. We're working with Toronto Transportation to identify key locations and times where that type of enforcement might make a difference and and uh, performance or. Uh, uh, potential for safety improvement. So that's what we're looking to do. Do you have a handle on what these areas are? Can you give us a hint? Yeah, we've got. Uh, I don't know whether I don't know whether I give a hint or whether we let people meet their friendly neighborhood police officer effective uh, the beginning of January. We've got a we've got quite a list of locations across the city. But you're, are you going to tell us what they are or not? Or uh, as it comes out. Uh, as we move forward, we have a list, and that is going to be something that is going to be part of an ongoing communications plan that is going to come out, and there will be different focuses moving around the city throughout the year. Okay, you're not telling me now. I have a list of about 150 locations, so yeah, there's there are many. Okay, I'm, I'm sure there are many. Now, the statistics seem to be quite staggering, so... Between 2013, when this unit was disbanded, and 2018, the number of tickets issued dropped from about 400,000 to just over 200,000, and the number of collisions started rising from less than 60,000 to 80,000. That's that's pretty clear. Yeah, the when we created when we grabbed the statistics to show that graph, we thought it was important to show that to the police services board and the and and our partners at Toronto Transportation because they need to see that. Uh, that team was making a difference in our opinion, but there are other factors as well that come into play. Um, 
I mean, we had several hundred more police officers in the city of Toronto uh, back in those days. We're now probably 700 police officers less than we were then. And we have to do things more efficiently and more effectively because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a resource issue as well. Uh, how many officers are you uh, down in traffic services? Uh, about 75 right now. Okay. And uh, Mayor Tory was talking about technology to do this. And of course, you have to get permission from the province and all of that. But but do you see technology as making a difference in this or the enforcement or a combination of both? I, I would say a combination of both. I think technology is is really, really critical in this because technology will give us the opportunity to have cameras uh, situated in many different locations. And as you've, uh, I know you've spoken about on your program, it's community safety zones and school zones and places where when you think of the Vision Zero plan, these are places that have been identified that speed enforcement is really important. And automated speed enforcement is something that is 24-7, 365. It's efficient. It's effective. The technology is bulletproof. Uh, same thing with our red light camera program. Uh, when you look at what Toronto Transportation has done with the red light camera program, there have been quite significant improvements in safety at the intersections uh, where those red light cameras are in place. So, however, technology is just one piece, and that doesn't make up for a police officer who's out, uh, a trained observer, a trained witness, who's motivated and sees the people that are driving along with their phone in their lap or they're speeding or they're driving aggressively. Some of those things are hard to catch by technology. Uh, do you see that picking up the enforcement piece is, is the thing that will finally move the needle on Vision Zero because we've had it in place for a number of years. We saw a big increase in the budget. And at the same time, we're getting increases in the numbers of people who are killed on the roads. It, it just in terms of that, just as a minor correction, so far year to date, 51 people tragically have lost their lives. Oh, okay. I, 31 of them were have been pedestrians. Yeah. Uh, if you look at last year, at this time, we were at 60 fatalities, and 35 of them were pedestrians. So, uh, I mean, has there been an improvement? One would say marginally. That being said, every single one of those uh, people represents a family who has lost someone, and it's a tragedy. And uh, from my experience, in 32 years of being a cop, every single collision is preventable. Someone did something that contributed to that that could have been prevented. So um, these, are all, these are all tragic things. We need to do more about it. But in terms of Vision Zero, when you look at the research and you look at the experiences in other places, what is singularly the most important thing is engineering. It's road engineering. It's redesigning some of our road spaces. And in the city, we have a, a dichotomy where we need to move people around. And a lot of times in Vision Zero, uh, it means choke points and restricting and taking two lanes down to one and uh, lower speed limits and things. These are all things that that we need to deal with sort of overall as a society to, to make our roads as safe as possible, but also make the road infrastructure efficient. One of the things 
that I find frustrating about this and looking at uh, the fact that there was a unit and the unit seemed to be successful is that there, there seems to be a constant, you know, uh, things are put in place, then they're taken down, then they're put back in place. I mean, we, you know, it, it's kind of uh, two steps forward and one step back on, on many initiatives. Yeah, that is, it's absolutely true. Unfortunately, though, um, at the end of the day, policing is very expensive. Our budgets drive what we are able to do. And as budgets tighten up, uh, we have to try to find new ways of doing things. And unfortunately, we were at a point where we had uh, so many police officers dedicated exclusively to traffic work. There were decisions made in those days that those officers were all absolutely required for what was deemed even a higher priority, which is emergency response to 911 calls across the city. So many officers were redeployed to uh, divisions across the city. And unfortunately, that is, that's the cost of policing. And, and is it a matter of, you know, basically responding to the latest headlines? I don't know. Uh, I don't believe so. This is something, if you think of it, uh, the issue we're talking about today, traffic safety has all, and always will be a priority of the Toronto Police Service. It is something that uh, our officers have pledged to do something about. Police officers are proud of what they do. And every single time that someone is seriously injured or killed on our roadways, the first responders, our paramedics, our firefighters, our police officers, they see it firsthand. It has an impact on people. We want to do something about that. And the officers that I'm uh, very privileged and honoured to work with have committed themselves to doing something about it. And that's one of the reasons we proposed this. And in terms of the cost of this, I noticed that it's all being done on overtime. So is why is that? Does that increase the cost or is it a matter that you don't want to add people? No, it's uh, this is something that we're we're hiring many, many police officers right now. Uh, there was a two year hiring freeze for the Toronto Police Service. And as we went through that time period, attrition rates were higher than expected. And we are now hire, We're doing everything we can to hire quality police officers and get them in the door. If we were to create this as an additional added program in 2020, we unfortunately wouldn't be able to meet the hiring targets that we have to have. And this would be additional uh, on top of it. So the by getting this money in terms of callback or premium pay use, it gives us the ability to take those officers and put them where and when we need them. They're not on a shift rotation. We're going to be taking officers on their off-duty time. We're going to be bringing them in, and we can put them exactly where we want them, when we need them to do exactly what we need done. Just a minute. So we've been hearing a lot of complaints about we don't have enough police. A lot of people say that. Now you're telling me that you're trying to hire police and you, you can't even meet your hiring targets. It's, there's a disconnect in those two things. Well, not really. Um, we're doing everything, everything we can. But unfortunately, I mean, it's a generational thing as well. A lot of uh, police officers have, have moved on into retirement and other things. And because of that, we're in competition in a hiring market like every other major business. Uh, every major police force in this country is looking to hire police officers. It's very competitive. So how many officers are you looking to hire? I do, I'm afraid I don't run our HR yeah. command and I don't have those numbers, but several hundred in 2020. 
Okay. I, I think that's something most of us don't know about. So uh, that's interesting. Uh, we're basically running out of time. What would you like to leave us with on this? I think what I would like to leave you with is this. I I think it is absolutely critical that every person in this city, whether they're coming for a visit or whether they live here or they come in and out commuting, we all have a role to play in making our roads safe. Whether a person is a pedestrian, a cyclist, driving a heavy truck, or driving a car, every one of us has a role to play. We have to follow the rules and we have to coexist so that we can do so safely. Okay, Superintendent Scott Baptist, thank you so much for being with us. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.